Halloween! I have skeleton hands! They're tiny! Hey! Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup. I'm your host, Jared Petty. Trick or treat uh, to all of you on this Halloween episode. And before we get started, just a few thanks we want to give out. First, uh, to Panda Musk, who uh, designed that cartoon uh, that you saw with me being devoured by spiders. Panda did that a while ago and sent it to me and uh, allowed us to use it on the show. Thanks, Panda. You're great. Um, also, to Mark Fahrenholt, Tom Hawkins, Robbie Suave, who create the assets and lower thirds and graphics and intro and music for the show. Thank you guys so much for that. Every week, uh, you, you make uh, the show better. Thank you so much. Also, to our Patreon producers, Xavier Sanamon Tremblay and Robert Nieder. Also, a few thank yous I want to read here at the beginning of the episode. First, from Kyle Hatton, I want to thank my dad, Daryl, and God for saving me from heroin addiction. Thank you, Kyle. I don't know the story behind that, but I appreciate you uh, uh, sharing that with us. Again, Kyle thanking his father and God um, for overcoming his heroin addiction. Uh, beyond that, uh, Trevor uh, wants to say, in the spirit of Lexus's episode, I want to thank Lin-Manuel Miranda, a man I've never met, but one whose passion and artistry inspire me every day. From Evans, uh, I would be absolutely nothing without my mom. She pushes me and reminds me to chase my dreams, no matter how ridiculous they may seem to others. For that, I thank her. Uh, from Ross, we had an episode recently about our favorite teachers. Uh, if you haven't seen that episode with Chris Kohler yet, I recommend you watch it. Uh, he has a really neat story uh, about his favorite teacher. And uh, here's a couple of teachers Ross is thankful for. First, Dr. Gerald Geneseo, retired professor of sociology at Wofford College. I hope I spelled that or pronounced that correctly. Uh, once again, Dr. Gerald Geneseo, uh, retired professor of sociology at Wofford College, who he said, I was forever changed and grateful in regard to him. And second, Gunnery Sergeant Alexander Henry of the United States Marine Corps retired. Gunnery saw things in me that I would never, that I had never seen. I took the time to bring them out. Without his ROT instruction in high school, I can't imagine where I'd be today. So that's a few thank yous, and you can send your thank yous to mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. I'll try to keep them short if you would, please, and we really enjoy reading those. Thank you so much for watching. A slight change up in this episode from the schedule seen before. Uh, both Miranda Sanchez and my wife weren't feeling great this week, so we decided not to get two sick people in one house at the same time to film the episode. So we're switching Miranda's episode, which was scheduled for this month, with my friend Kalila Alston's episode, which was planned for next month. They're switching over, so we're airing Kalila's episode today on Halloween, and Miranda's will be next month instead. Thank you guys uh, very much for watching and listening. Enjoy the show. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Welcome to Pockets Full of Soup. I'm your host, Jared Petty, joined today by Kalila Alston. Hello, I'm Khalil Alston. Representing the fair state of Delaware. Yes, the first state. The first state? Not the best state. Not <laughs> I the mean, best? it's okay. <laughs> Wait, tell us tell us a Delaware fact that non-Delawareites uh, might not know. Oh. Well, I always say it's the first state. The uh, bird of the state is the blue hen. The blue hen? Which is a chicken. <laughs> is, is it blue? Probably. I don't know if I've actually seen one. <laughs> No, wait, you have a state bird that's called a blue hen and you never investigated to see if it's blue? I mean, I think the painting of it is, has, like, blue feathers. Where's the painting? In Delaware. Is it on Delaware money? No. No? no you, guys don't, you guys don't have your own money? No. I wasn't sure how things worked in Delaware. Eh, no one ever does. That's We're, actually a tr I've been to Delaware. <laughs> I, I've been to, you have fine beaches in Delaware. Yes, yeah, we I, do. Yeah. Then we have some beaches that sound like, um, like there's Broadkill. Broadkill? Yeah. That sounds terrifying. Yeah, it sounds very terrifying. A broadkill? That sounds like a D&D &D monster or something. Yeah. Like the owlbears, and, and then then we went to the dungeon and fought some broadkills. <laughs> I imagine fish for some reason. Did you ever play Dungeons & Dragons? Uh, no, the closest I've ever been to playing was the time we played the Star Wars version. 
<laughs> so Kalila, we know we know one another. We've been friends for for a long time now. Yeah, three years. Three years, and Almost. we met. You work. Uh, you work at ye old. Ye old IGN. Ye old IGN. That's right. Hello. Hello. <laughs> and at IGN, you people, I think, know some of the IGN editors, but they may they may not know that there's more than one kind of editor at IGN. <laughs> yes, I am a video editor. So a lot of the videos that you guys see, um, like reviews and things like that, um, there's a video, there's like post-production team and video video editors. We uh, we work together to try and make little videos. If you, you watch the No Man's Sky review, I edited that. Um, and a lot of the Comic History 101s, um, I edit those for Scott Calora. Um and you just edit all kinds of things. So, and yeah. just you finish one project and move on to the next. Yeah, right? constantly, just like leaving. constantly. All right, I so, did a few of your Star Wars ones too. Oh, well, thank you very much. Oh, thank nice you. I'm going to take a moment here to pause and thank our Patreon producers, Robert Nieder and Xavier Cinnamon Tremblay. Thank both of you so much for your continued support that keeps this show going. So, thank you there, and also to all our Patreon supporters, uh, a thank you. Now, Kalila, uh, so you are a video editor. You are from the state of Delaware. The, Delaware, the Diamond State. Yes, the Diamond State. The Diamond State. And uh, any any other uh, intense Kalila facts that we want to get out of the way before we, we jump what? into the first question? About me? Yeah. Um, I was actually born in North Dakota. You were born in... Whoa! You were born in North Dakota. <laughs> yeah. And um, raised in Delaware. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can you tell us of the land of North Dakota? Um, not much. Uh, the, the state flowers, the sunflower. It was the sunflower state, I think, actually. Okay, so sunflowers and blue hens. Yeah, um, sunflowers are my favorite flower. Minot Air Force Base is where I was born. No, wait, no. Minots are those things they shot off the Millennium Falcon in Empire Strikes Back, aren't they? Well, it wasn't that my destiny. <laughs> those are my, Minox. Minox, yeah, Minox. it does. So Minot, that's a town in North Dakota? Yeah, okay. and um, Bismarck's the capital. Bismarck. I think. Okay, so bi- I, you think. I, I mean, you're I really ho- good at geography. You're like, here's the state hen, <laughs> and uh, here's a fun facts about. We should just start. This could be like our geography show. Um. Oh yeah. I uh, in middle school, I was a part of a geography bee, like trying to make it. I made it to, you know, everybody in class had to take a geography test, and then yeah. I made it to like the second round, and then I didn't make it after that. But you were at the second round of the geography beat. Yeah. So Kalila Alston, <laughs> video editor, second play or second round geography beat contestant, all around good gal, and wearing a Sanderson sister shirt. Because right I love now. Hocus Pocus. Who doesn't? I love Hocus Pocus. Just yeah. in case you didn't hear. Hocus Pocus is beautiful. So, Kalila, we move on to uh, the the first question of the night. Always uh, the same, and until I decide to change it. Um, <laughs> tell me about somebody you're thankful for. I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my parents. But I definitely want to say that I'm thankful for my dad. <laughs> so it's your dad you're going to talk about. You, yep. I thought you were moving into an academy answer there. We get those every now and then. It's like, I'd like to thank all the... And you want to thank lots and lots of people because it's, it's great to thank people. Yeah. But you want to talk about your dad. Yeah. All right. So let's, yeah. You're like, yay. Oh, that was awesome. It's like, dad, yay. Yeah, dad, yay. <laughs> so he's a good dad? Yeah, he's a good dad. He's a good dad. Let's uh, let's let's find out a little bit about your dad here. You chose your father. You're thankful for your family. But you chose your father. Uh, uh, what's your dad's name? Roy Alston Jr. And Roy, where's he from? North Carolina. North Carolina. Oh, whereabouts? Um, Burlington, Greensboro area. Okay, not too far from where I, where I actually used to live. He's a little, yeah. from a little east of me. Oh yes. And um, he uh, he was born there. In North yeah. Carolina? Okay. How long did he live there? Uh. 
he grew up there and graduated high school there. Okay. So at least up until he was eighteen. Okay, and then once he once he graduated high school, what's your dad's vocation? What's he do? Um, my dad is a retired United States Air Force. Um, so he did that for I think I he definitely did it for twenty years. I don't know if he did it for any longer than that. But he went career. Yeah. Okay, so he was a career Air Force. So are you are you a brat? Yes, I'm an Air Force brat. You're an Air Force brat. No kidding. So yeah. how how often did you move around? I was not that lucky. <laughs> we went from North Dakota to Delaware. Um, my parents they met in Orlando, and my dad. I don't know if he got stationed. Anywhere in between that and then going to Alaska, because that's okay. where my parents got married. So they met in Orlando. Your mm-hmm. dad was in the Air Force already. Yeah. And then he and your uh, you, now let's ask he and your mom met in Orlando. How they how they meet? Was your mom from Orlando? No, my mom's from the Caribbean. She's from Antigua. From Antigua. Yeah. What can you tell? Okay, so you know Delaware <laughs> facts and you know North Dakota facts. What what's an Antigua fact? Uh, it's really small. <laughs> okay. Um, it. Shares a flag with Barbuda. Bar- Barbuda? Yeah. But is that a place? I don't know Barbuda. Yeah. Okay. Then then yeah, it's Barbuda because <laughs> no Bar- one ever Zantiga and Barbuda. Really? Yeah. And, they, and, and they're they, they really small, and it's, they're next to each other. Are they sovereign nations, each of them? Mm. Or do they have one government? I don't know because the country was owned. Antigua was owned by the British up until like, you know, whenever. The queen decided to give up Antigua. It's like, no, you guys can have Antigua now. Back. So, people of Antigua, have your nation. I'm, I'm fine. I'm yeah. Here. It's where the British did that a lot for a while. Um, a lot everywhere. St- yeah, everywhere. Although we still have we still have a couple of those, too. We have you know, Guam, for example. Oh, yeah. And that's kind of a... Uh, and the Marshall Islands and a few other places. But uh, So have you been to Antigua? Yeah, I've been twice. Um, what's really interesting is that everybody talks about when you're like... Um, really young, like baby, one, two, three. You don't remember any of those memories. But the first time I went to Antigua, I was three, and I may not remember everything, but I remember like how colorful certain buildings were. Huh. And um, my mom's, my mom said that I had a Cabbage Patch Kid, and I was dragging it on the ground apparently because I was low to the ground. <laughs> well, you do that, I, yeah, when you're small. When you're small. You're drags, really close. When you pull behind. Drags. Sure, sure. Um, so, uh, I have that memory of me being there. And then the second time I went, I was 12. Okay. So you went back when you were 12, but you yeah. had, it's funny what our earliest memories are. Yeah. I, one of my earliest memories is going to like the Orkin Insect Museum, apparently. I, I remember the- That seems in- traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, that might, that might explain a lot of how I feel about spiders. Yeah. Uh, spiders are the worst. But you remember going to Antigua and so your, your mom and dad met in Orlando. Mm-hmm. Uh, had your mom immigrated to the States by then or was she visiting or- that I'm not a hundred percent sure about. I don't know if she was living there. I know she had family. She had family here, so I know that she probably was staying with like uncles or whatever. Um, and then I know she moved to New York. I mean, they they broke up and she moved to New York. Okay, so they were in Orlando. They broke up. She moved to New York. And then they, while my dad was in Alaska, I guess he realized he loved my mom, and that's where they. Whoa. Uh, got married. So she that, did. He just did. He go to New York and be like, uh, let's "No, I think they wrote a letter." Home. He wrote a letter because that's what people used to do. They use paper and pencil and they write. On yeah, paper. <laughs> it's kind of anachronistic. When's the last time you wrote a letter? Um, probably a year ago. I write on cards and sometimes send it to my f- sisters. 
Yeah, I, I wrote. I, I haven't written letters. Letter. I haven't spoken correctly. I haven't Same. written letters in a long time. And then for the show, actually, we do a pen pal thing mm-hmm, uh, cool. on Patreon, and so I'm writing letters again. It's fun. I forgot it was fun. Yeah, it's super weird because I feel like a lot of times when you're writing stuff down, you want to word vomit. Like you just want to write everything down, and then you're just like, wait. I need to step back a little bit. Yeah, I have I have a paper limit here. I can oh, yeah. only go so far before we're on to another sheet. Yeah. Uh, it does affect it. So he wrote her a letter. Yeah. So they met in Orlando, and then they broke up. She went to New York. He went to Alaska. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, nope, I'm in love. Yeah, apparently. Do you still have that letter? Have you ever seen it? No, I've never seen it. I've seen the picture um, from their wedding because they got married in the North Pole by Mrs. Claus. What? Wait, wait. <laughs> so, what, what, what? Yeah. Please continue with this story. Um, I don't know. I mean, I you don't. They got married at the North Pole by Mrs. Claus. Yeah. So in Alaska, because my dad was stationed in Alaska and um, in Anchorage. Yeah. So they got married. There's this place called the North Pole, and Mrs. Claus was the one who married them. So if I ever get married, I need to go to the North Pole. Okay. Is the North Elvis Pole a town or part of Anchorage? I think or? it's a building. Because I've because what was really weird is I've seen a picture of the outside of the building, and then like. Um, one of my friends from like middle school, high school, she's married, and I guess they might have been stationed in Alaska for a bit. And I saw this picture of an outside of a place of the North Pole, and I'm pretty a hundred percent sure it's the same picture my parents have. So I, so that's the only reason so why I know a it's a place building where you go to get married. I, I think it's like I don't know. It's Alaska. It's really cold. I don't. Okay, so you have the North Pole <laughs> and Mrs. Claus. Like, are we talking like it was her name Mrs. Claus? It is or, the or... Mrs. Claus. Okay, so you're Santa's wife. Was she like in like the the gown and the little glasses? I assume or? so. There wasn't any picture of it. I, I, just the building. There's a picture there's of the building, picture, but there's not a picture, picture of the building, and there's a picture of my parents inside of the building. But I, I, there's no picture. I mean, I if there is, I feel like she was dressed up because I feel like they're like I'm visually seeing something. Have like, your parents ever explained to you why they chose to be married by Mrs. Claus? I don't know actually. <laughs> so like, but Kalila, here's, do you know your parents? I have parents. No, oh, um, no I'm just kidding. No. no, I do. I do. But it's like it's a lot of like finding stuff out in pictures and like yeah. talking to them and a little bit. But I do. So like um, my parents had their so for their 10 year wedding anniversary, they actually had a wedding. OK, so I was the flower girl. So that I, I, there's like a lot more pictures of they that. Had like a second wedding 10 years later. Yeah, because they didn't have like a so like they were in Alaska. No parents were there. Right, it was okay. just them. So they got in married front, by witnesses. Mrs. Claus at the North Pole in Alaska, yeah. which is awesome. Then 10 years later, you were a flower girl in, in their, their wedding. wedding. So there's like pictures. Aww. Yeah. How old were you then? Um, I think I was six. I had a little sister by the time I was seven. Are you the oldest child? Middle. You're in the middle. Ooh, yeah. who came first? Um, my older sister, Therese. Okay. And you have a younger sister now. Yeah. So three sisters, all yep. girls. Yep. No boys? No boys. Oh, man. So you had him outnumbered. Okay. It's true. Yep. And... So your father and your mother got married in Alaska. You came along at North Dakota, eventually to Delaware. So, so we, we've been talking a little background here, but let me ask you, you said you were thankful for your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, out of all your family, that's the person you chose to talk about. Why um, why your dad? What, what are you so thankful for about your father? For making me fiercely independent. <laughs> fiercely independent. All right. And... I it's a weird thing, but also somehow me ending up being a video editor, even though I didn't know I wanted to be a video editor. Okay, let's tell these two stories. Let's start okay. with fiercely independent, then let's go to video editor. Okay, cool. How did your father teach you to be fiercely independent? One one of the things that my dad has always said to me was like, um, 
anytime I would be like, oh, I can't do this, like something was too hard, he would he would be like, no, you can do it. You just don't want to do it. Oh. So I had to learn at a very young age was that like to separate the two. Did that irritate you or didn't intrigue you as a kid? Probably both. Because I'm like, what do you mean? I said I can't do it. Of course I can't do it. But it, it, what it really taught me was that I can do whatever I want. I just have to work at it. And do you remember a specific time him telling you this? Like something that he challenged you about in this regard? Something that he came at you and was like, hey, listen, this this particular situation. I, I want to make this. I don't have a distinct memory of it. Um of him saying that to me because i'm pretty sure he said that to me when i was super little yeah um but you remember it sticking in your head yeah because like after because then my memories after that is always something like um me always wanting to do things or be active like i wanted to join chorus so i did i wanted to play the flute so i did when you were hearing his voice in the course of this or um, like in the back of your head or it was kind of like well i don't know if it was hearing his voice as much as like after that, I was just like, I want to do this. So I'm going to figure out how to do this. Okay. <laughs> and then, like, um, my dad was super supportive in most things. The one thing that was weird was that I actually started playing the flute a year later than everybody else. Because in, in Delaware, you start, or at least in the school district I was in at the time, you started playing the flute in the fifth. You started playing an instrument in the fifth grade. Okay. And I somehow got in my head that... Um, my parents aren't going to pay for an instrument. Those things are expensive. Really? That just got into your head there. Yeah. Okay. So I got, I, I guess I blocked myself. So I was just like, oh, I don't, you know, I don't know if they'll let me do that. Um, I was already in chorus. Um, so was, you just didn't talk to him about it? No, I just decided not. I just, I made that decision for them and then I decided not to. So what changed? Why did you get, why'd you get into it a year later? I don't, I don't even know. <laughs> like was your father surprised to learn you had the option to play the flute no i was just kind of like i decided in six actually i decided i wanted to play the flute starting in the sixth grade and i um went to i was in chorus so i went to the sixth grade chorus teacher because he was also the band director and i was like i want to play the flute and he was like well there's already a band and it's you know if you find other people <laughs> that want to learn an instrument then yeah. i will you know i will do that and then so from there, like I talked, I think, I think what happened was I talked to my dad and I was, or my parents, and I was just kind of like, I want to play the flute, but everybody started a year before. Yeah. Is this like, they were like, they were supportive about it. They were like, okay, yeah, mm-hmm. you can learn an instrument. Um, and so then I think I probably went to the band director then and I was just like, I asked him and he was like, find me people. <laughs> and I did. I found a saxophonist and a drummer and I think two other people. Like a, okay. Yeah. A trumpet and somebody else. And um, we formed a band, which was in the sixth grade. And my dad was retiring from the military. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So um, the reason that's important is because I only learned six notes or so. I learned how to play Jingle Bells. I performed it, and then um, my, we moved off. We still lived 
so my we were stationed in Dover Air Force Base. My dad retired, but we stayed in Dover. Okay. And so I, we moved off base, and I went to a different school district. And when we had that meeting for like, oh, does she do anything? My dad was like, she's in band. And I looked at him like, I only know six notes, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, we're going to put you in band. We're going to put you in band. <laughs> yeah. And that's how you ended up in band for the rest, rest of, of my natural life? Yeah, right? like from middle school, yeah. high school. My, my college didn't have a band, um, so I didn't play the flute there. But you're still deeply associated music you dance yeah i dance and i um i still i play the flute for this ballet company called the kathy mana ballet so sometimes like right now i'm not playing anything for them um but uh sometimes i play for them let's let's go back to the the other thing you talk about your dad made you a video editor how in the world did that happen so um what was really awesome about being a kid in the 80s was that you ended up going to the movies, seeing movies that you probably shouldn't have seen with your parents. That did happen a lot in the oh, 80s. Why what? is that? Were our parents well, negligent or were movies no, different? movies were totally it? different. Like, movies killed children <laughs> when we were kids. Like, PG-13 movies killed children. They did. That's true. <laughs> so, it's, you're, it's uh, I, I, you know, I, I got to be careful about the spoiler alertage, but there's there's certain shows on right now that are throwbacks to the 80s. And one of the things I enjoy is they're not afraid to put children in peril. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you don't watch Stranger Things, it's all about putting children in deathly situations. <laughs> yeah. I really enjoy it. Yeah. Anyway, it's very a throwback to that. But continue. yeah. Um, but one of the things that in my household that we did, because um, my older sister, she was like, she's 11 years older than me. She watched MTV and like we watched BET together and like she would record her record her music videos like we record music videos and movies on the VHS or VCR that's a lot of acronyms yeah. you got VHS VCR BET and what else <laughs> MTV and MTV it yeah. used to play music yeah they did on mm-hmm. music television all right so you'd watch MTV and BET grab videos off both of those yeah so like i watched them do that and um i decided i wanted to you know record my shows which was he-man gem and the holograms uh peewee herman oh peewee's playhouse yes oh yeah i recorded some awesome episodes like i have i recorded the peewee's playhouse that has lawrence fishburne because he was the cowboy. Yeah, Cowboy Curtis. Cowboy Curtis. And he went by Larry at the time. Right. <laughs> and I have, and also in that same episode, one of the girls who was an American Pie. Oh, no kidding. So not Tara Reed, but her friend who was blonde. I, oh, I don't remember yeah, her name. Yeah, I forget her name, but I don't know who you're talking yeah, about. I she just, was on Pee Wee's Playhouse? Yeah, it was like her and another kid. They would stop by every once in a while. No, I did not realize that. <laughs> yeah. So you wanted to record your stuff. Yeah, so my dad, he showed me how. And it wasn't like he was, he, I'm, I'm like four or five. Yeah. So he wasn't like super complicated about it. He was like, here's the remote. Here's how you hit stop. Mm-hmm. You, you hit record. And that's all you really need. And then, you know, I could read. I was like, you know, figuring out how to rewind and all that stuff. So he just taught me how to just hit record and to hit stop when I didn't want to record anymore. Okay. But I was smart enough to know on my own that I didn't want commercials. <laughs> so. Okay. Which I feel like as a kid at that age, you wouldn't, you would just like hit record and just record whatever you want. Sure. But like, if you look, I, I actually really wanted to get this VHS VHS tape onto DVD or something so I could like, wa- I have like awesome things on there. We need to do a transfer. We yeah, need I need this. to do a transfer of it. And um, I just knew that I didn't want commercials. So I hit, I was like, oh, pause. Like I figured out how to do stuff. And then I hit the pause button and um, 
So I wouldn't have any commercials unless I really liked the commercial and I wanted to record it. In which case you would choose to include it. Yeah. So you were customizing what was on the tape. Yeah, so I was customizing my tape, but it, all my dad ever showed me was it stop and record. So you're like four or five. Were you proud of this? Did you show your dad? You're like, what? what I did? Yeah. Well, it was just like, I think, I don't even know if I did that. I was just like, ooh, like, I, if anything, it was just like, let's watch Pee Wee's Playhouse. Or like, I don't even know what channel the Jackson 5 cartoons were on because I was definitely... Like the the Jackson Five cartoons are old, so they were replaying them at this yeah. point. So like I was, Gosh. I had some of those. So I have, which they're so awesome to watch. I forgot those ever happened. I have them on VHS. Okay. So you were recording all these things off yeah. television. Your dad is showing you how to record, but you were trimming the commercials out of it. Yeah. Okay. So gradually, I, I I assume you started experimenting with the VCR more beyond that, like figuring out what you could do with it as you got older. Or? No, I just like I that was what I did. And then, you know, video games. And then video games. <laughs> and then, so when did when did learning that you could trim things off turn into two stacked VCRs or deciding you wanted to go into video editing? How did that happen? I didn't realize that's what I wanted to do until my senior year of high school. Okay. But I somehow like, it was like this roundabout thing that I realized that that must have inspired me because when I was... my. In my senior year of high school, they brought in video production. So there was no video production the, until... Up till then. Up okay. till then. All right. And so during my senior year, um, I didn't have a car. So band was at eighth period, which was at the end of the day. And I had to take English, which is at the beginning of the day. Okay. And so I'm going to be stuck at school. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take Spanish four. Um, and then I... They brought in dance as well. So I was like, I'll take dance and video production. This seems cool. So I took those things. So video production comes in. And it's like, we don't even have a real classroom. We're sharing the room with home ec. Yeah. And then there's this closet where they set up the equipment. Yeah. Chip. What were you editing on? Uh, it was VHS. <laughs> but okay. it was weird But because it wasn't like two tapes at this point. It was like, um, it was a system that could actually, maybe it was two tapes. So long ago. Is this some kind of custom equipment? Yeah. Was it an Amiga video toaster setup or, or something different? Because that was my high school it was, had. It was weird because it was like, it looked like it was a locker. Yeah. And it had everything set up in it. Right. All racked. All yeah. racked. And then that's how you recorded. And then there was a screen. And so like you'd have to do everything in steps. So for instance, one of our projects was to take a storybook and... um record each page of the story but kind of like a reading rainbow thing mm -hmm. and then add music to it okay so you had to like do it in its own thing so like i we had a camera and i would record the page turns and read the book and then um i read it in my head and then i recorded my voice reading okay. the pages okay and then i i could use any music so i of course used jamiroquai and, um, <laughs> this is the first moment in 20 years i have thought of jamiroquai you're welcome <laughs> that album is good <laughs> and you can still listen to it i forgot about that oh god uh, so your dad he had like it yeah he hands you that remote control you end up you tell that your memory comes back to you decades later you're like well why not i'll make a life out of this and now yeah. you love it like this yeah. is what you do well, it was super it was like this click of like wait i can control what people watch yeah. and it was just like and i understood the concept and it was just like my dad was always like go to the movies or go outside or play video games he was very just like he didn't he didn't tell me no like it's like I know in the industry now for video games, it's 
super weird because guys are like girls don't play video games i mean it's gotten a lot better but like my dad didn't tell me that i'm sure my dad got the nes system so he could play games on it too but he also got us games and we all played it together so your dad played games too yeah yeah you guys ever play together um yes our family game is uh grand theft auto (laughs) (laughs) expound (laughs) um so we started with uh what's the playstation 2 Yeah. yeah grand theft auto 3 my dad definitely got that game for himself, yeah. um, but my sister and I are pretty talented, so my dad would get stuck, and he would be like, hey, I'm stuck. Like, he would go to work, and he would um, he would call and be like, hey, like, definitely during the summer when we were just, like, staying at home, yeah. my dad would be like, hey, guys, I pushed pause on the Grand Theft Auto game. I got stuck in this mission. Why don't you try to do it? And sometimes my dad literally would pause in the middle of a mission, so it was like, oh, crap. Okay. So you guys would go, and did you say this was three or San Andreas? Three. Three. Okay. So you'd go in, take GTA 3 guys, solve the thing, your dad would come back. Yeah. Play. Well, we, we could play as long as we want. So yeah. like, um, we would play together, and then we'd get really close to, we were like, oh, snap, it's getting near the end. So we would all be playing together, and my dad, my dad was actually the one who beat three. Yeah. And then... Um, Vice City. It's Vice City next. Okay. I beat Vice City. My little sister beat San Andreas. But this was all like a collaborative effort. Yeah, it oh, was a collaborative really cool. effort. At least for the that game, Mario Brothers, and like because we had we went from the NES to the SNES to PlayStation, yeah. PlayStation Two. So, um, not that I didn't try to get the other systems because <laughs> I'd asked them for what Christmas. You could. Yeah. I did what I could. What um, what drives your dad crazy about you? As of as of now, nothing. <laughs> 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 but when but when when i was a kid my dad and i used to butt heads all the time oh really yeah talk, talk about this uh i was just like when i was little like i wasn't i was good in school like i did what i needed to do it wasn't that i didn't do my homework like i would i would try or if i just had i wasn't allowed to bring bad grades home like my dad was like our last name begins with a you're only allowed to bring a's home and i was oh, like whoa, okay <laughs> like i was just i did my best my so he pushed you there yeah he pushed me and sometimes i mean it got we butt heads a lot, <laughs> with especially with school. And were it, you butting heads because you felt like you were doing less than you could, or did you butt heads because you felt like he was pushing you too hard, or where did the headbutting come from? Um, I think it's all of the above. Okay. Like, I think it was like I would try. Um, some things were just too hard for me. Yeah, and then my dad would be like. I don't understand why you're bringing this grade home. Like, you need to try harder. And I'm just like, I am trying. Like, I just don't understand it. What about uh, what about the other way around? What drives uh, what drives you crazy about your dad? What drove me crazy, I think, was I mean, I guess a particular story that I could definitely pinpoint was when I switched school districts from when my dad retired um, from the Air Force. Uh, the school I went to was different because, like. I grew up on base, so I was used to people moving. Like I'm not, I'm not accustomed to having someone like a childhood friend from like little to adulthood. It's always been like people would move and whatever. So like, I mean, I'm sure everyone going into a new school, it's always like it's really hard to make friends and stuff like that. So um, teachers were very interesting. So the um, team that I was on, one of the teachers wasn't really nice. And I I participated in other things like uh, I was in drama. So I did plays at the school. And one time, one of these plays, we actually had practice during the school day, which all the teachers knew because 
they handed out a list with all our names on it. Um, I wasn't doing good in this teacher's class. They're doing well. <laughs> and my parents had a teacher parent conference with her and she lied and said that I skipped class. I've never skipped class in my entire life, not until college. <laughs> so why why did she do that, do you think? She was mean. She yeah. was I don't want to say what she was, but she was not a nice person and she picked favorite. She did she did things that teachers shouldn't do when it comes to like just a very a very petty and and kind of conniving. Yeah. She was very petty and very conniving. Like okay. one time she yelled at me about having detention and I didn't have detention with her. And she dragged me, not really dragged me, but she made me go out of the classroom. And then comes to find out, she thought it was the other black girl in the class. She realized it was the other black girl in the classroom who she gave detention to. So that was fun. Um, Yeah. (laughs) And so then she didn't even apologize. She was just like, well, it wasn't you. And I was just like, I never really got detention. It was just like this. It was just a weird time for me. So so she said you weren't. weren't I was skipping class. class, And my dad believed her over me. And so Ooh. there was like a lot of that when it came to like school yeah. and stuff. It was just like my dad would. I mean, obviously, you're going to believe another adult over a child. But if I'm telling you I've never skipped a class before. No, that's hard. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think about my parents. One, It sounds like it sounds like your father's just a wonderful guy. I mean, yeah, he is. <laughs> but sometimes parents get it wrong, even with the best of intentions. Um, yeah. And that, that, that my parents, I can think of an instance in particular, also school related like that. Yeah. Where they just there were two conflicting accounts and they went with the grown up and in that case they were wrong. So that, that yeah. comes to mind. Um, have you ever talked with him about it since? Like, Oh, I definitely bring it up. The best part is like, you know, when you were in trouble and you used to get spankings yeah. when you're a child and I'm yeah. like, do you remember when you did this? And they're like, Oh, we didn't do that to you. And you're just like, my butt remembers, <laughs> <laughs> which is probably phrasing. <laughs> Because I remember when I was getting in trouble and like my, my like your butt would get warm. It's like the weirdest. This how you guys often, are, how often did you get spanked? Oh, I think a lot. My parents think not that much. <laughs> you don't happen to remember all of them. All right, yeah. I was wondering. Apparently, I was traumatized. <laughs> For more on this. <laughs> For more on yeah. accounts of my butt. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> What's the best thing about your dad? He's loving, uh, supportive. He's, it's going to sound so weird. So because my mom didn't grow up in America, there's certain things that like, like trick or treating. My mom's just like, I don't do that. <laughs> like, okay. I don't believe in that. When you're, but my dad was like, this is an American pastime. I'm taking my kid <laughs> trick or treating. Oh, tell me about this. Yeah. So my dad was super, super cool. Like, um, I remember, so I loved Raggedy Ann and Andy. And so for... So my first memory of costumes is definitely like kindergarten, first grade. I was Raggedy Ann as well. And um, he would get a brown paper bag. My dad actually can draw really well. And I remember him drawing a paper bag as Frankenstein. And we went out trick-or-treating that way. Oh, my gosh. That's yeah. awesome. So he drew a Frankenstein paper bag. Yeah. And he car- carried or put on? Like- put on. So your dad <laughs> went in costume with his big paper bag with you. Yeah. That's adorable. Yeah, so I really I really enjoyed that. Our um my dad was supportive in sport and he let me like um I played basketball my freshman year of high school. It was a bench warmer. But my dad was super supportive. So he <laughs> like, was there anyway. He's he was there, there for the games to watch you sit on the yeah, bench. Yeah, he would just like, he would, he helped me practice sometimes. And like, I worked really hard. Like, I think because I was a bench warmer, I didn't learn the, uh, the game of basketball as well as I could have. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I mean, it's fine. I ended up 
playing soccer, which I love more. What um, what's your dad <laughs> up to now? Um, my dad is um he works for the state of Delaware. Oh, uh, he works as for Fleet. I know what it's called. I it's weird because I don't fully understand it, but it's um I know he helps with vehicles for um other state jobs like making sure specific people have vehicles for specific times isn't it weird when people have jobs that you don't know what they are yeah i don't even understand what my older sister does no. i mean i i know she that she moves like uh cranes like construction vehicles around the world yeah but that's about as far as i know i'm a bad sibling no no, no I, I i i don't even think they understand what i do no i well i mean video editor i think a lot of people don't actually understand yeah what, i mean i don't completely I, I i watch you over there doing things with multiple drives and i'm just like i don't understand the yeah. tracks what is yeah. avid and why doesn't it ever work well that's because um, it's avid i love avid avid is my first love for video editing systems but She's very finicky. She's a, she's a finicky lover. <laughs> yes. She's a fickle lover. My dad will be like, you're going to be the next Spike Lee. And I'm just like, dad, I'm a video editor. I'm not a director. And he was <laughs> like, well, you'll never know. And I'm just like, but. But editing is powerful in film, right? I mean, yeah. Like, well, it's actually, editing is super awesome. And people, so what's really funny is that when video, when film started over a hundred years ago, um, video editors were women. What? Yeah, we cut reels. Like women, it was women editors. It wasn't Wh- men. So that was cultural. Just a, yeah. A, it was. I guess it was like men were in charge of like <laughs> directors and producers, and like and women it was wo- common for female. Yeah, to be, edit. I did not know this. Yeah, so it was common for females to be video editors, and um, but the most I feel like the most famous video editor everybody always remembers is Walter Murch, which is totally fine because he's a uh, he's awesome. Yeah. Um. I'm really bad at remembering all video editors because we're all hidden. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, yeah, that's part. Of, I think about something like um, like and, uh, Mad Max Fury Road from last year. Which, yeah. Yes, it's brilliantly directed, but the editing. Yeah. Makes you want to know something awesome about that? So the director of it, that's his wife who video edited. And she's not a action <laughs> film editor. She edited like documentaries and stuff. That's amazing. Yeah. Like. She's the baddest. She's the and, and, and she did that. What might be the best action movie of the last ten years? Yeah, is, like, is... like, like, like. I Forget love. It might be. I think. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like, like, because that's amazing. Because I feel like, like, I love, I love action films, and I love. I understand that we all are in that spot where everything's fast cuts when it comes to action because you have to hide things, but at the same time, like. She showed everything, like that whole movie, everything, everything from top to bottom. Everybody who created Mad Max, like this, the Fury Road, it's awesome. Is there, if you could edit a dream like project, what kind of thing would you want to work on? I don't know. Um, I wanna, I do want to edit film and television. I'm a little, I'm a little scared because, um, the process of how to become a film video editor has kind of changed in the years, as, as all jobs have, because yeah. it used to be like you'd become an apprentice and you, and then you would grow. And learn that way but that's kind of changed so um i went i went to school i went to my undergrad was um media arts so it was super broad and then i decided to go to grad school to help me move cross country as well as to help me focus on editing so i could learn the process better and that's how i ended up here and figuring out that that's what i wanted to do Mm -hmm. um in grad school, it was definitely narratives, um, and that's kind of 
the direction I would like to go in. You move into narrative, because right now a lot of what you do is commentary, gameplay, things like that. Yeah, right? yeah. and I love video games, so it's yeah. not a problem. Yeah, but, it's a fun job. Yeah. But, but you'd like to try to do something yeah. like that eventually. That's really cool. All right, Khalila, we're going to move into the instant noodles round. Right. Are you ready? And we've also, yeah, we've also gotten some help. Uh, some folks in the uh, Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group, which you can be a part of if you want, just by going to the Pockets Full of Soup Facebook group, uh, uh, have added a couple of instant noodles for this week. So we got a couple of uh, extra user-submitted questions. We're going to start with those first. From Abraham, which celebrity, dead or alive, would you choose to narrate your life? For me, that's Abraham, it's the movie trailer guy, since he has an awesome voice. Yes. Who do you want to narrate your life? What human being, living or dead, would you like to narrate the story of your life? I'm pretty sure the person I'm going to mention, everybody wants them to him to narrate their life, and it's Morgan Freeman. You want Morgan Freeman? This is like... <laughs> he, like, yeah. He's... His voice is so distinct. It is very distinct. I mean, I could say Snoop Dogg, but I feel like that'd be weird. I feel like Morgan Freeman. Snoop Dogg would be amazing. What are you talking about? I mean, he'd be amazing, but I don't know. I don't know if my life is that exciting for Snoop Dogg. I I think your life is plenty exciting, but still, (laughs) Morgan Freeman would be amazing. Snoop Dogg would be amazing. Man, wow. I can't decide between those two. And as we all learned from South Park, every time Morgan Freeman explains a plot line, he gets a new freckle. So there's that, too. Um, you ever seen that episode? No. I'm really bad at watching. They South explain. Park. They explain uh, that that's yeah. That's why Morgan Freeman is always explaining the plots of movies. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, then we have somebody else who asks. I believe there's a typo in here, but it says uh, Matthew asks, "What is best sandwich?" I think it means what is a best. But I like that. What is best <laughs> sandwich? So we're gonna stick with that. What is best sandwich? Uh, so the East Coast girl in me is like Philly cheesesteaks. Okay. <laughs> but then at the same time, I really. I, so every time I go to the sandwich place that's by uh, where we work, yeah, um, I always get the same sandwich. <laughs> okay. So I get a honey smoked turkey uh-huh. with cranberry sauce um, and lettuce, Swiss cheese. And then the bread either becomes like right now it's Dutch crunch, but it used to be like a French roll. You know, where's this at? Uh, I don't even. We all call it differently, like RJ's and Barcadero. <laughs> okay, down that there one. in the corner. All yeah. right, yeah. I don't know what it actually is called. <laughs> okay, you know, I don't know the name of that place either. Yeah. I buy eggs or bananas there every morning. I have no idea what that store is called. Because yeah. when, when we started working there, like um, Nick Scarpino and them would call it the Embarca- or Embarcadero or something. Yeah. And that's it. And so I didn't know what the name was. And then I'd say that, and I'd, like, you know, a year later, new people. Yeah, I think B <laughs> used to call it RJ's. Yeah, but I, yeah. I don't know if that place has a name. Well, anyway, so th- once more, describe the sandwich. It is a honey smoked turkey uh-huh. with cranberry sauce, Swiss cheese, and lettuce and mayo. And mayo. That's not delicious. Mm-hmm. I think of it as like a Thanksgiving sandwich. There's, Ooh, there are, I like how you put it. It yeah. is a Thanksgiving sandwich. I oh. mean, if there was stuffing there, I would add it. <laughs> like, seriously. Stuffing sandwich. Yeah. Delicious stuffing sandwich. Oh, man. That's a great. That's a delicious. That sounds wonderful. Mm-hmm. What's the best song uh, written in the last 100 years? Crap. So I told Jared earlier <laughs> that I was going to say Moonlight Sonata, but then I was like, that's a long time ago. Way um, more than 100 years. <laughs> way yeah. more than yeah. 100 years yeah. ago. Uh, the, well, that. I'm going to go by the one that just popped into my head, which is Power by uh, Kanye West. Power by Kanye West. Yeah, I just like how, like, if you, I also love music videos. So if you've seen the music video to that song, it's just very, like, simple. And it's just like, it's like the camera slowly pulling in or pulling out and then, like, I don't know. It's just like the song is really awesome. 
No, I, I love I love a good music video. I'm I'm with you there. And yeah. uh, uh, so okay, cool. So that's that's your pick there. Uh, what's the first word you think of when you hear the sound of your own voice? Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Rocky. No, crap is not <laughs> no, your favorite flavor no, of ice cream. No, no, that's like a that's like an every flavored bean flavor of ice cream. Uh, no. what'd, what'd you say? Rocky Road. It's Rocky Road. Wait, what is it? That's from that's from Goonies. Oh, I haven't seen Goonies in a while. Oh, Don't judge you me. haven't seen Goonies. I own no, I've seen it. I I haven't seen it in a while. Oh, I own okay. it because my older sister was like, "Here, it's a DVD." Yeah, Goonies <laughs> some good stuff, man. Yeah, yeah Rocky Road. That is great. Um, it used to be Neapolitan. Which oh. I used to call Napoleon ice cream for a very long time. Napoleon ice cream? I thought it was supposed to be the French flag when I was a kid, and I thought it was Napoleon ice cream, too. That would have been a very tasty flag. <laughs> that would have been, oh, I wish I could eat the French flag. It'd be so good. Um, if you could travel through time and meet anybody, who would you visit? Mm. Yep, anybody you can visit. Can I, can I pick two? Nope. Can I pick two? Okay. <laughs> See, we run a tight ship around here. <laughs> Two. Okay, so it's two for two separate reasons. That's why that's what I'm saying. Go for it. So the first one I'm going to say is Sally Menke, who used to be Quentin Tarantino's video editor. Um, when I was in grad school, there was this uh, one of the teachers was like, hey, if you really want to get into this field or really want to understand, um, you know, somebody, just send a letter to or an email to your, your favorite, edit, you know, the position you want to have. And so I really wanted to send a letter to Sally Menke, um, but she passed away oh. by the time that I was like ready to write this letter. She, yeah, it was, it was sudden. Like it was, it was like she was hiking and I think it was just hot, hot exhaustion. She was like hiking and oh, hiking hot exhaustion. Did she, um, what did was she, hot exhaustion? hot exhaustion. Either way, no, it works <laughs> one way or the other. Hot exhaustion sounds like a great, like, like, like album from like the late eighties or something. Yeah. Um, so what was the last film she edited, like, in, in the Tarantino? So I might be wrong on this, because it might be Inglorious Bastards, but it might be, I think it... She did Kill Bill, though, right? Yeah, she, she did Kill Bill, and that's kind of, I think, where it started for me. Yeah, editing-wise, those two are my favorite. Yeah, I, I, like, they're fantastic. Yeah, it's amazing. Okay, um, and who's the other? So um, I would want to meet my Aunt Barbara, who um, was my dad's sister, who died when they were kids and i would just like because i know i know my other uncles and aunts but i just wanted to i want to see what she was like she's a person that only exists in stories yeah hmm. and she passed away from leukemia she passed away from cancer when she was like um i think 13 i might i'm i'm a little fuzzy on the age but she was really young and so it's I don't know. Be you and a thirteen-year-old girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that'd be, that'd be, that no, I mean that's kind of how that works. That's yeah. Kind of travel thing. No, that'd be kind of kind of amazing, actually. Oh, um, what's the most terrifying creature in the natural world? Spiders. Spiders. Oh, we have we have. <laughs> that, that's a popular choice. Um, can I curse? Uh, if you wish. Fuck spiders. <laughs> <laughs> like no. I get it, but no. Spiders, I don't like them. Spiders look at you like they would eat you if they were big enough. Yeah, well, the summer before I moved here, I got bit in my sleep by one. I thought it was a mosquito. I had to get a oh. tetanus shot. Like, I know. Wait, you got a tetanus shot for a spider? They didn't know. Well, like, I have, like, this little scar here, and I, like, I don't know what it was because I was sleeping because that's where everybody asked me. And then, like, 
Yeah. And um, they just like they it had like a little like a little pus and they like cut it open to see to make sure my skin wasn't being eaten out of like necrotic or something. Yeah. They, yeah. they want to make sure it was like a brown recluse. Right. And so then. um, Yeah. Yeah. That's so gross. What's weird is I love eating crabs, but I hate watching them move because they move just like spiders. Oh, yeah. They're very spider like. Oh, oh man. No. When I was in Osaka Aquarium, those big giant huge like deep water crabs there and they shuffle <laughs> just be like you are night and then they open they open their mouths and they have little claws inside their mouths and it's so fascinating because you look it's like i'm assuming this is how you experience looking at crabs you're just like oh this is cool oh, god yes, <laughs> like that's exactly. literally what happens back to, me to delaware man you know those horseshoe crabs on your beaches oh my god so many <laughs> they're, they're legion yeah i think I'm pretty sure they were here before humans existed. Oh, yeah, they were. Actually, horseshoe crabs are ancient. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. Right. They were here yeah. with the dinosaurs. Yeah, yeah. They were really, besties. really old. It's just like, like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. We're still naming this guy, by the way. Oh, uh, I don't know what to name him. suggestions, we'd, lo- we'd love to hear. Um, Bob. Bob. Okay. So we've heard plates. We've heard Bob. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite word? Oh, man flabbergasted oh that's a good one i just like how it just sounds and how you say it it's a great but it's word. also a good word <laughs> it's a wonderful word who was your first kiss um like peck or it's up to you i mean i, I we're, we're generally counting real kisses but it's up wait to you. oh pecks aren't real kisses. well it depends pecks are real kisses. i mean my first kiss was i was five years old when my first one that count counts but i mean it was we smooched um we smooched a recess recess yeah uh eighth grade <laughs> okay his name was brandon um we were i wasn't allowed to have boyfriends until i was 16 sort of but you know in middle school you have boyfriends right that's how it works and girlfriends. yeah, yeah. yeah. you're kind of feeling that whole thing out figuring yeah. out how it works so we yeah so we started dating i think in the eighth grade and then basically uh other classmates told us we were supposed to kiss so we did how was it it was weird. It was I weird. mean, it's fine, I guess. Where were you? In the hallway. Or, in the stairwell. In yeah. the stairwell at school? Yeah. His name was Brandon? Yeah. What's he up to now? Mm. I mean, we're, we're friends on Facebook. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't hate him. What's up, Brandon? Set. <laughs> so, cake or pie? Cake. Yeah? Is it even close? So, the only sweet pie I like is apple pie, and then I love savory pies. Like, I love chicken pot pie, shepherd's pie. <laughs> oh. I love those. I love meat pies, but... Cake is like one of those things that I've always loved. What's a, for your money? Like, what's the best cake? My older sister makes a really good uh, carrot cake, so oh, I, I really love carrot cakes. I got into this show called The British Baking Show. Oh, I don't know the show. Um, it's on Netflix, but I it's it only has one season on Netflix, but I think it shows on PBS, and uh, it had uh, baked Alaska. I love baked Alaska. So I, my mom has a KitchenAid, which is very clutch. So when I went home for Christmas and my birthday this past holiday season, uh, I told my mom I wanted to make a baked Alaska. So I did. <laughs> How did that turn out? Actually, really well. So my mom, my mom's a really good cook and baker. Uh, so she made. I asked. So I, the cake I wanted to make was, um, I wanted my mom to make a coconut cake. Yeah. I made mango ice cream from scratch, and then we bought vanilla ice cream, which if if or whenever I make another Baked Alaska, I'm just going to make both ice creams. Yeah. Because... For people who don't understand Baked Alaska, like, it's it's a hot, cold dish. Like, yeah. it's a hot cake covered in cold stuff. Yeah, like, and then I made Swiss meringue. So yeah. I, it's, so I, I was nervous because I'm really weird about eggs, and so, like... 
I also never had made meringue before. So Wait, I, when you say you're really worried about eggs, you like flee from them in terror when no, you see them? No, like or? um, I don't. <laughs> I don't know if it's a texture. <laughs> no, so like eggs in general, like I can eat them, yeah. but they have to be like scrambled hard. They can't be wet. They okay, make me you don't, sick. You don't like the texture. The texture, uh, but, uh, but okay. also like cracking the egg. Sometimes I feel weird about touching it. <laughs> So I, mean, I, lo- I love you. It's a chicken embryo. <laughs> it is a chicken embryo. It's kind of gross when you think about yeah. it. Yeah. So like sometimes I'm weird about it, but um, I made this Swiss meringue, which uh, I, I, it was hard because, because I wanted to make a particular baked Alaska. So I had to find recipes from separate things. My mom could make the coconut ice cream from her head. So, I but mean, you did cake. it without melting it. Like you actually, yeah. So I baked, we baked the cake. We, we, it took two days because I wanted the ice cream to make sure it was firm. Yeah. And the vanilla ice cream was haagen which tastes really good. But when I baked it with the meringue on top, um, the vanilla ice cream was the one that was melting the quickest. Yeah. The mango was fine. So like, um, if I, also if I bake it again, I'm going to get one of those fire torches. Yeah. To, to do, do to, to burn the meringue a little bit. I'm not going to put it in the oven again. Yeah. It's because uh, baked Alaska again, just like if you've never had it for it is succulent. I yeah, mean, it, it was or so good. sweet perfection. Yeah, just, oh, so good. I, if I you really have a KitchenAid, I'll make it. Yeah, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> oh, yeah, the oven's been on for a while. We never put the taiyaki in. Oh no! Uh, oh, I'm glad about the... for a minute I thought taiyaki was in there. I was like, oh no! <laughs> no taiyaki, you brought taiyaki over. If you never had taiyaki, that's a fish made of dough and red bean paste. Mm-hmm. And, mm, it's good. And I also got taro, but I'm I never. That's like sweet potato. Taro? Yeah. yeah. Right? What, Taro? Is it no, per- that's emo sweet potato. Oh, okay. So I've never so, had Taro before. I'm very excited. All right. So. Sorry. Uh, that's okay. Final question. Uh, dun, what's the question dun. you have for me? Oh, God. I don't know. Um, well, you think about that, and I'll read the mail. Yes. Doing that. So, guys, here's uh, some of the messages for tonight. <laughs> um, uh, just a few uh, thank you messages sent in from the Pockets Full of Soup crowd. By the way, you guys can send your own messages in by mailing mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. That's mail at pocketsfullofsoup.com. Here's a few. From Joey Bruno, I'm thankful for my roommate Kelsey and all the ways that she makes me a better person and open my opens my eyes to new adventures with glee. From Michael Fitzgerald, I'd like to thank Sean Twisters. He was the first member of the kind of funny community I met, and he made me feel like a best friend. Yeah, Sean's <laughs> all right, isn't he? Uh, do you know Sean? Sean at our office, Sean? Yeah, Sean. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like Sean a lot. Uh, Sean's going to be on the show eventually, uh, probably sooner than later. So uh, we're, we're going to be filming that very soon. Uh, from Eric, uh, I'd like to thank my partner, Jordan. We've been together for a year. So that's his partner, at Crash Jordan, a.k.a. Jordan. We've been together for a year. Congratulations, Eric and Jordan. Congratulations. That's awesome. From Chelsea Buckner, the podcast at IGN and Kind of Funny, she's thankful for. You guys have gotten me through a lot in 10 years, including my father's death. Sincerely, thank you. Thank you very much, Chelsea. Uh, From Mark, thankful for my dad because he's responsible for every good bone in my body. (laughs) I cherish every single minute I have with him. Dads are popular here. Dads are pretty cool. Dads dads can be great, yeah. Sometimes dads not so cool, but most of the time, I I was lucky. I have a good dad. Yeah. Uh, John is thankful for... uh, John, thankful for my wife. She doesn't have it easy. But she's a great mom and wife, and I'm thankful for IGN for giving me free entertainment. I am thankful for IGN for giving me free entertainment and a job. So thanks, I, job. <laughs> yeah, thanks, job. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, so uh, that's some of tonight's. Again, uh, keep sending them in, guys. So we can't read them all every week, but we, we'd love to love to read yours. Uh, once again, mail at pocketsfullsoup.com. You can also reach us on the Pocketsfullsoup Facebook group. You can 
tweet me at petty comma jared and i hope you will you can reach out to us in the comments on youtube subscribe at youtube we always welcome that and of course patreon.com slash jared petty where you can support the show directly uh and that's a good community of folks there as well and uh you know pockets full of soup.com there too so Support Jared. Uh, they're a generous <laughs> community, and they really, really do. So, uh, what's the question you got for me, Clearly? Um, if, if you and Angie could live anywhere in the world, if where I, would you live? Okay, now you're putting now, now you're making it difficult because if it's I and Angie, it's a different answer. Oh, uh, yeah, because both yours okay. and then both. Okay, well, I I'd go I'd go back to Japan. You go back I, to Japan? Yeah, I, I'd go back to rural Japan. I would go back to Tokai. <laughs> I would live in the mountains up near Gifu. I would live in that area. I have never loved a place more than the cedar forests up by the Nagarogawa River up in the mountains. Is, does the cedar smell? Like, oh, yeah. Oh, that's, oh, every day. I love that it smell. Just whiffs, <laughs> it wastes in everywhere. It's just the sound of the wind in the trees and the smell of the cedar and the most clear and beautiful river you can imagine in the middle of these pristine mountains. It is It is the most beautiful place I've ever lived. And I've lived in western North Carolina, which is gorgeous. Mm -hmm. uh, Gifu is somehow even prettier. Mm. Um, and uh, it, it's... But if it's Angie and I, Angie enjoys Japan as well, but would not want to live there again, I think, for an extended period. So the answer to that one is Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Um, Angie has been <laughs> like captivated by Luxembourg, Luxembourg. <laughs> uh, the existence of this tiny, tiny European city and a tiny, tiny European nation for as long as she's been alive. And I would love to give her that dream. I'd like to live in Europe. I think it would be neat mm -hmm. to live in Central Continental Europe and, and experience that. So I think that if we're her and I together to Luxembourg, Luxembourg, we would go. Nice. Really Where is nice. it at? Because I feel like I've seen it on a map, but it's like really tiny it's, between it's, all it's, of the countries. Yeah, no, it's, it's kind of Central Europe. Oh, like, okay. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's uh, it's West Central Europe, like uh, on that end, uh, mm -hmm. over 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 Germany way, uh, in in that area. So, but yeah, that's uh, that's a place that just living. I when I was a kid, I used to want to live in Andorra, the tiny nation between Spain and um, mm. uh, France. Okay. Uh, I like tiny nations, <laughs> um, but uh, I think Angie and I. Together, it would probably be Luxembourg, Luxembourg. Um, Florence would be another one I might be able to sell Angie on. I, I, I want to live in the city that produced Dante and Da Vinci. Oh, yeah. Yeah. One town produces those two people or something, <laughs> in, the, something in the water. Uh, I want to move to the town that Nicholas Cage. Just kidding. <laughs> we share the same birthday. But you I and Nick Cage yeah. have the same birthday? Yeah. January oh. 7th. Yeah, you and I are we're very close on birthdays. Yeah. Yeah, we'll have to have a... We'll have to have a, a, a birthday spectacular. That'd be fun. That would be fun. Absolutely. Guys, thank you so much for watching and listening. Once again, if you subscribe on YouTube, it really helps. Uh, <laughs> I know everyone on YouTube asks you to subscribe. Uh, there's a reason for that. It's helpful, so please do so if you can. You can find us on iTunes uh, or on uh, various Google or sundry uh, podcast services. Subscriptions there help, as do ratings, uh, rankings and ratings, uh, star ratings and uh, written reviews. Hey, okay, so that's the that's the part where I, uh, I I shill, but really, thank you so much for being a part of this. Uh, we will see you next time, and until then, bye bye. Adios. <laughs>